I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room, and I'm working on my gratitude attitude, because I just found out that Canada Air has instructed all employees that they are no longer to address their customers as ladies and gentlemen. It says, Canada Air has taken steps to recognize and protect people who don't identify as either male or female, or who identify as non-binary. Okay. But how about those of us who do identify as binary? Or even more shocking, how about those of us who specifically identify as men or women? Come on, gratitude attitude, please. Big Louie. The head guy of the Louie Louie generation always says, quote, You can't know who and what you want until you know who and what you are, end quote. So, my gratitude attitude keeps hollering in my head, Hey, be glad you know who and what you are. And I am glad of that. But I also remember another important statement, different strokes for different folks. But I guess now that doesn't apply to me, because Canada Air doesn't seem to care that I am part of what we call folks too, right? Different strokes for different folks. The who I am is definitely very comfortable being a man. And what I want is what I have with my lady Wonder Wench, who has demonstrated just as definitely that she is very comfortable identifying as a woman. So Canada Air, let me tell you something. Non-binary is finery for some folks, but woman and man is my plan. (laughs) I don't know, does that make me a feminist? I don't know. One of the greatest feminist statements that I've ever heard, though, is said by someone who certainly identified as a woman, Gloria Steinem, was a uh, Playboy bunny, as a matter of fact. She said, A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Wow. Another comment about the general feeling among feminists at that time was, If we can put one man on the moon, why can't we put all of them there? (laughs) I had a feminist author as a guest to talk about her book on my NBC radio show one night. There was a newscast on the air before my show, And the NBC newsman had his news voice going to the point where I kind of expected he was going to get some returning foghorn whistles from uh, ships in the East River. My my guest almost fell on the floor laughing. I said, "What's what's so funny? She said, I'm wondering how he would sound in bed with a woman saying, I love you. Dicks to tails, a bunch of unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can push the important stuff that's screwing your life out the other ear, and you can grab a grin, because when you grin, you usually win. Your jaw muscle is the muscle that you can use almost forever without getting tired. And I'd say that's fortunate, you know, because forever 
seems like how long politicians can keep talking when somebody asks a simple question. I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I call that Congress mouth. If the answer is I, matey, what is the question? If the answer is I, matey, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. If the answer is I, matey, what is the question? The Gossard Company of New York has a new item out for the female executive. It's called Going Places. Going Places is a small nightgown that a lady can carry in her purse. The company says it's ideal for a quick change. (laughs) Quick change. Like after a late night dinner with a hunky client, I guess. Just work, 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 work. Speaking of work, speaking of business, a symposium is now supposed to be a serious and instructive meeting. However, in ancient Greece, where the word comes from, a symposium was a catered party in which the guests would eat, drink, 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 and be entertained by musicians, jugglers, and ladies. So, don't be surprised if your live-in guy says, I'll be back soon as I can, dear. I'm off to the company symposium in Vegas. Tell you, I sure wouldn't want to hear my lady once say, uh, I'm off to the company symposium in Vegas, that's for sure. All right, if the answer is I, matey, the question is, what did the pirate say at his 80th birthday party? I, matey. <laughs> Speaking of pirates, do you know why pirates only wore one earring? It was because they were very cheap. And earrings were a buccaneer. (laughs) Cheap, cheap, guys. Dicks the tails to take your mind off your mind. Hello, housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too? And, of course, you would be doing me a favor, so thank you very much. So, what do we know about people who identify as men? Well, here are some of the things that I've heard going around. Maybe you've heard some of these, too. Men are like mascara. They run at the first sign of emotion. Men are like bank accounts. Without a lot of money, they don't generate much interest. And the difference between a savings bond and a typical man is that at some point, the savings bond will mature. (laughs) That's a low blow. There's a new morning after pill. It changes a man's blood type. Most men like smart women because opposites attract. (laughs) Oh, that may be true, you know, but I I gotta tell you, it is a good thing to be a man. At least it is for me. I like it. I only have to pack one suitcase for a week's vacation. Nobody stops telling off-color jokes when I walk into the room. I can open my own jelly jars. I don't have to wear a shirt at the beach. And best of all, this really did happen to me one night a long time ago. Nothing happened. Right in the middle of loving you. Just a small nothing. Small change. A quick time out. A flash of pumpkin where we left Cinderella's carriage. For just an instant, there was a speck of dust left floating in the air where you were. Nothing much. Nothing like calling you by somebody else's name. 
or forgetting the second line of a poem that you're supposed to recite in the third grade. It was just a clue, not the end of the mystery. I used to be afraid of a lot of nothings, even little ones like that. One of the toughest things that you're taught while you're growing up was always be tough. Act as if nothing hurts. Remember when you were a little kid and you got so happy that you'd spin around till you got dizzy? And you were convinced that God was so pleased with you that when you fell down and laughed, he would spin the world the other way a few turns for you. Just for you. So he could hear you laugh again. But nobody else noticed. Nobody else cared. Actually, nobody else believed in God enough to think that he would really turn the world the other way just for you. That nobody else became the guy who made the rules. Don't be guilty of enjoying yourself too much. The winner is the guy who dies with the biggest collection of toys. Love is perfect, or it isn't love. All those rules. That could have been the same nobody else who noticed the first time I touched you. But I think it was the other way around. The first time I touched you was the first time I started noticing nobody else. It was nothing much the first time I touched you. It was a long time, a divorce, and some now grown-up children ago, in an all-night diner, with red formica tabletops, old soda fountain handles behind the counter, and a fresh vat of very black coffee. The sleet outside was scratching at the window, mirroring the buzzing red neon sign. It was time for middle-of-the-night jokes, tired giggles, and a last cup of coffee together before driving separate roads to places called home. Nothing new for us. Did I catch you watching me, or did you catch me first? I don't remember. It was just an instant. It was a long time ago. But I do remember clearly that suddenly nobody else was everywhere. It was an instant full of elbows and feet, like when you meet someone walking down the street and you both step the same way to get past and you keep bumping into each other. My hand tried to touch you, but my arm wouldn't move. Yours did. You touched my fingertips without letting go of my eyes. And then without a word, with a look on your face as if you'd just been shot, the back of your hand lifted slowly to your lips. And for an instant, we couldn't even breathe. I was very used to nothing in my life. You get so used to sleet scratching at a window that you don't even hear it. But suddenly your eyes changed from June blue skies to midsummer thunderstorms, and without a warning, lightning was blazing in the ice. Time froze, and bridges burned behind us. We were two wrong people. Two people with nothing in common. Two people with everything to lose. Two grown-up kids who still believe that sometimes God does turn the world the other way just to hear a human laugh, living our lives as if we have nothing to lose.
I gotta tell you, that nothing was really something. Happened a long time ago. But you know what? It's still going on for me. And I gotta tell you, it makes me very glad to identify as a man. The story is called Nothing Happened. It's from my Bedtime Stories Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go on back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Bedtime Stories icon on the homepage. Well, I just told you some wacko things about people who, quote, identify as men. And I have heard some uh, things about people who identify as female, too. For example... What is six inches long, two inches wide, and drives women wild? Right, money. (laughs) I should stop with such sexist thoughts, but I probably won't. It is important to remember that when a guy asks a woman what's wrong and she says nothing, something is wrong. If a woman says, do what you want, that means you are going to pay for whatever it is you just did later on. How much do you love me means I did something really expensive today. And it's not you, it's me means, no, it's you. (laughs) And think about this. Women never have to buy their own drinks. Sweat looks sexy on women. If a woman isn't wearing underwear, that's sexy. If I don't wear underwear, I'm disgusting. And PMS is a legal defense for murder. It's been tried. So... You can't know who and what you want until you know who and what you are. And my gratitude attitude keeps hollering at me to be glad I know who and what I am. Remembering, of course, that different strokes for different folks. But no matter what Canada Air says, I am part of the group of people we call folks too, right? Sure. So my gratitude attitude says the who I am is definitely very comfortable being a man. And that's just fine, even if I decide to fly on Canada Air. And what I want is what I have with my lady Wonder Wench, who has demonstrated just as definitely that she is very comfortable being a woman. She proved that permanently one night, one night a long time ago, when we both thought that nothing happened. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. 
Good night.